Welcome to CHN Radio episode 62. This is our last preview pod of the season, and hopefully the last league match that we'll have to preview for for a while. I'm your host, Greg Troxell. You can follow me at NUFC underscore Greg. And I am sitting in my house in Las Vegas, on the line, on the lines, with a man who is sitting in Atlanta, Georgia, on the lines. And his name, as you all know, is the best damn co-host in the land, Elijah Newsom. What an intro. I like how my legal name is now the best damn co-host in the land. So Elijah Newsom. Yeah. You can follow me at Elijah underscore Newsom. Um, I tweeted today about barbecue because let me tell you. Oh, where'd you go? Well, Greg, I was, in, shout out. <laughs> I was up in Western Carolina, you know, slaving away. You know, putting putting together, well, taking down things and packing it up. Had to pick up my sister from college or university, as they say, across the pond. And I went to Haywood Smokehouse for lunch in Dillsboro, North Carolina. And let me tell you, Greg, easily probably the best barbecue I've had at a restaurant ever. Really? Oh, yeah. That's bold. It, I mean, it was so good. It was so good. Wow. I, I can't, like, the brisket just, like, melted. Like, the ribs were delightful. The chopped pork, oh my goodness. Jeez. Oh, man. The sides were delicious. Like, I literally, I don't know how I drove back. I I just about had a coma. A food coma, not a real one. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows a food coma. Me and my friends, we have a, like, a pact that, you know, most barbecues and most of, like, the famous barbecues have, like, a train type of logo or name, like, so, obviously because of smoke and, you know, yeah. trains and all that. So, we have a pack that went over on a road trip and we see a sign for a barbecue that has a train emblem or name or something. We have to stop and try it. So, and it's gone pretty well. We've had barbecue all across the states because of it. And everyone has been a splendid experience. Oh, they're so good. I could eat yeah. barbecue all day. Yeah. Gosh, that's the best oh thing gosh. America's done for the rest of the world. <laughs> that Honestly. is it. Yeah, I'm. I'm in. I can't disagree with that, and, and no one can argue against it. It's true. Um. Yeah. So, Elijah, this is our this is our last preview pod this season. Yeah, the penultimate. Well, actually, it's not even yeah. the penultimate pod. It's like the penultimate penultimate pod. Yeah. Yeah. Double pens pod. The double pens pod. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's kind of, kind of sad. Um, cause I don't know who's going to be managing our next match for Newcastle United, but, uh, Rafa Benitez, you can book it. Oh, I would love it. Um, but yeah, it's been a hell of a season, hasn't it? Well, yeah, you know, yeah. probably I'm assuming. Yeah. That's I don't know why a, I said I'm assuming. I mean, the season's over. I watched every assumption. game. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 
All right, so let's let's do our last preview pod club news. Okay, <laughs> but not our last club news. Also, not our last. Yeah, like just not, not our last pod. <laughs> Don't worry. Our last preview pod club news. Club news for this pod. season. Yes. Only. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and we are pretty happy to announce that two twenty seconds of the Champions League starting lineups will be Newcastle United players. It's true. It's true. <laughs> we we Lusa, did it. Musa Sissoko, Jeannie Wijnaldum are playing in the Champions League final in Madrid, Spain. Jeannie Wijnaldum, hero. People forget. He's, yeah. he's the reason Liverpool advance. Yeah, he had two goals in how many minutes? Like four. Eight. <laughs> not, well, yeah, not even. Yeah, probably four or five. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Within I think the, it was. Yeah, I think it was like he got subbed on in like the 67th and he scored like the 72nd and like the 76th or something like that. Yeah, insane. Insane. Uh, congrats to both. And even in going to Europa League, it's Chelsea versus Arsenal. So Liverpool are the only non-London team competing for a European final. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, good for them. There's a lot of memes floating around about yeah, Steve guess. McLaren because people forget he had both of these guys on, on his team. Um, Steve McLaren. Yeah. That's so. that's the two words to describe that, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. All so right. So let me. I think this is a question that most Newcastle supporters will, will answer, like, Unanimously or close to, if you had, if you were only rooting for Genie Wijnaldum or Musa Sissoko, Sissoko, who would you root for? No, no teams aside, just like a one v one match. I hate you between Musa and. Um. Jeez. I honestly, I'm going to go Sissoko, which is not a proper answer because he was not that proper of a man. I feel at Newcastle. I don't know. Why um, why Sissoko? Uh because I think it was so easy to make fun of him for so long. And like now he's genuinely good and I feel like a proud father. Or like the bully that like, you know, stayed back in high school and then watched like the nerd that he bully like graduate from Harvard. Like I did that. I put him through that much duress that he was able to persevere and get through Harvard. And Sissoko like actually is like he's like good. Like I don't know. It's weird. Like I watched Tottenham matches and like he plays well and I'm like I like where's this Sissoko that I didn't know last season and so I don't know I just and also he would be the underdog in that situation because it was like 1v1 and you're banking you have to score and Sissoko up until the season's not been the best at scoring goals so yeah I'm gonna root Sissoko so I can feel like a proud bully <laughs> yeah, so I was mentioning that it's going to be close to unanimous, and you would be on the side of the 1%. Yeah, I am um, the 1%. Book yeah, it. I think everybody else, you can book me on the Genie Wijnaldum train. He was a superstar for us. Um, nobody's going to blame him for leaving. He put in the most effort on that team for us and was the best player for us. And Sissoko Oh, wait, just wait, time about, out, time out. Where, where, Sissoko just talked about Arsenal and how he wanted to leave and join Arsenal, and then he just joins the Rifles. Yeah, okay, but here's the thing. Where is the match being taken, this one-on-one match, where is it taking place? Madrid. Okay, well, I don't know then. 
I don't know because well, T.D. Wynaldum only scores at home, so I don't think he'll yeah. win. It'll be a Sissoko sweep. And so Wynaldum doesn't score at home, and Sissoko doesn't score. So <laughs> yeah, so it's just going to be a nil-nil draw. Glad we, yeah, we figured okay. that one out. Shout out <laughs> to Rafa. He tried to get them both to stay, and yeah, I mean it was going to be hard they to convince. Look Sissoko what they could have accomplished together, you know? Yeah, I mean it's true. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, I'd take Sissoko over Diame any day. Yeah, because at least so Sissoko too. has a touch. So I don't think that is a majority. Uh, I don't think that's a unanimous choice keeping Diame over Sissoko. So I think you're. I think you're on the popular side there. Yeah, Elijah. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, moving to the U23s, they fell a narrow. Lost to Everton. They lost one nothing in the Premier League Cup. Disappointment there, but they're they're playing a squad that was much better. I mean, they won the Premier League two Division one. They won the league. Everton, um, Newcastle United U twenty threes are in the lower division, fighting for promotion. So uh, the fact that it was only one one nil was is, is good. Uh, they kept it close, but just an update on the promotion uh, race. They they have one more game to play, and it's against Southampton in a one-off promotion playoff final. So they're going to play. It's going to be at Southampton, at, at St. Mary's Stadium. It's Monday, May 13th, 7 p.m. local. The winner will be promoted to Premier League 2 Division 1. So pretty awesome stuff. Get behind the lads. I know I'll be like pretty much live tweeting that one. Oh. Uh, from at NUFC underscore Greg. Um, free admission. So if you're like a Southern mag, get there. Get there. Or if you're yeah. a Northern mag and you have nothing to do and you have money. Yeah, and you want to drive to. Yeah, absolutely. Or take the train. So, oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Or fly. Yeah, great. You can even boat if you wanted to. Can I, can I add something that's kind of related? Yeah. It's kind yeah. of related, but not related. On a similar level of play, just in case anyone was wondering, League One playoffs start May 11th. <laughs> Sunderland Portsmouth, 7:30 local. Be there, be square. I will not be there or be watching. That's just sad that you. Oh gosh! Imagine if Newcastle <laughs> were in the League One playoffs. I, man. Ugh. I can that... tell you what we probably average about fifty thousand. It's true. We also <laughs> would have gotten automatic promotion. Yeah. I don't think we would have gone to League... Like, I, I don't know. I, I just... Yeah, that's a lot. I don't think we would have ever made it to League One. Like, I just think, like, worst, worst scenario is, well, like... we didn't. Yeah, exactly. Like, worst scenario, we're just, like, <laughs> middle-of-the-road championship team. And that's, like, an absolute, like, dumpster fire, like, Mike Ashley spends $5 million a summer kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, tell us about Yedlin. Uh, well, new uh, new article alert on the site. Uh, DeAndre Yedlin posted the other day that he was recovering from surgery. Um, unbeknownst to literally anyone covering Newcastle, he had surgery, which is why he missed the Liverpool match. Um, not just because he hasn't played well. Uh, so good cover by him, uh, making us think that he sucked, and that's why he missed the match. But in fact, he was just injured. Um, but I think that he had a groin surgery in order to fix a, a look seems like a minor ish, injury. So it seems like a minor surgery. Um, I guess the the big thing to pay attention to is 
uh, whether or not he'll be back in time to play in the CONCACAF Gold Cup, um, if you're an American fan. Um, I don't know if that's his priority per se. Um, it seems like because of when he had the surgery, his priority is really to get back in time and fully fit for, for, for preseason training with Newcastle um, and then kind of put the U.S. men's national team on the back burner because realistically he'll probably always be considered uh, for the U.S. men's national team, or at least in the talks, um, regardless of whether or not he plays in the, uh, the Gold Cup this summer. So um, wish him a speedy recovery. If you want to read about yeah. my thoughts on it, I did put this. I did pose this to you, uh, Greg. Jamie Sterry potentially making a bench appearance, um, just in general, because it's like I will, I will, uh, I will have something to say on that. Oh, no! Oh, I guess we'll save that for the old later prediction. Okay, <laughs> just throwing that. I floated that in the article as a wild card, so just yeah. a little teaser for you guys. And now you got to read the rest of it in order to figure out what else I talk about. Hint, I talk about the groin. Mm, love writing about groins. Yeah. And uh, so DeAndre did that in Philadelphia. And if you go a lot further south and a lot further west, takes west takes us to Mexico. Yeah, good, good transition. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Hashtag geography. We and now you're wondering, like, why is this Newcastle United podcast that's based in the United States of America talking about Mexico and the club Santos Laguna specifically? Well, it's because they're going to buy Newcastle United. I hope that would be awesome. That would be so. Um, so that that's the report, and actually, props to the Chronicle here because they wrote they like didn't lie on the headline and wrote an actual article about something that. Is probably true. Yeah, like like they didn't say this club. Uh, and to be fair, they did not say this club is buying Newcastle. They said they want to buy. Which, if you read the article, which I feel like a lot of people didn't, they just scrolled to the bottom and started commenting like, "Oh, piss posh, blah blah blah." I'm British. This is garbage. That's the, my British impression. Um, and like if you read the article. It's just very much like this group wants to buy a lot of clubs and they want to move it into the European market and they've considered Newcastle yeah. as an option. It's not like, oh, well, uh, let's uh, let's 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 buy Newcastle and this is an article about this club. This uh, this group is definitely going to buy Newcastle. But anyway, um, anyway, this- yeah. So they're they're known as developing clubs not not by just throwing money at them but developing the entire process and the entire idea of the club so for instance like they're going to upgrade the youth academy they're going to make upgrades to the stadium they're going to upgrade facilities they're going to upgrade the team from like a a young potential standpoint and then within 12 years they've won four league titles they've won multiple cups they're very one of the most successful clubs in mexico now and before they were essentially unknown to the so like your average like American would never know. Now we like if you like soccer in the U.S. and follow like MLS and Concacaf at all, you know who Santos Laguna is. They've put that team on the map. Um, so it would be really interesting to see because you know they have money, but they do it the right way. They do it an organic way. So you could see a, a a process where like they would come say say they purchase Newcastle they come in and they start like infiltrating the youth systems with a lot of northeast players they start doing camps for like U8s and U10s and U12s and 
they start building this whole program, this whole like facility up to produce the best talent in the area, and then also be able to buy the best talent around. So we become like the Southampton, except we keep most of our players. And when yeah. we sell like for a big like a big profit, we go buy a player for that profit. Like it's uh, it's very feasible. And, for that takeover, like a process like that to happen. And for people who live who don't know like anything about this story, it's the Orleggi Group. Um, they own they own Santos. Oh yeah, we should probably reference that, huh? <laughs> uh, and uh, their uh, their sporting director is Alejandro Irigori, uh, who he's a big name in Mexican soccer. There was at one point uh, he was linked to potentially taking over development for the, like the Mexican national team like ages ago. One of those rumors that floats around in the papers, but just due to the politics of Mexico probably was never going to happen in the first place, but he just stepped down um, uh, uh, just uh, re- very recently in order for them to expand uh, basically to basically so he could be the director of like the Orlegi group in general and uh, pretty much run point on how, how they run every single one of their clubs. So they they're looking into purchasing a Colombian club, um, and they own a second division uh, Mexican club as well. And so it seems like the natural progression is that uh, they'll go they'll expand to another market, um, Colombia being the the market the Chronicles named, and then they would look to potentially uh, move into a larger market somewhere in Europe. Um, that's their end goal, and it does seem like. Um, because, and this is something that I, I brought up in our Slack, um, but it would be interesting to see if they stick true to the model completely or if they use Newcastle, kind of like how Man City does as like the end-all, be-all, where it's like, or really a better example, RB Leipzig, where it's like they've got a ton of really great academies all over the, the country, but the, the players they bring in um, sometimes are just from their other teams. So what if we got their top Colombian prospect at their Colombian club or some of their best Mexican talent or um, stuff, stuff like that uh, sent directly to Newcastle kind of at an undisclosed fee, which is just going to be free. Um, and that would be interesting to see uh, more South American players, well, Central, I guess, North American, really, North and South American players in Premier League. Um, it would be interesting to see. But, yeah, I this would be a, a group that would be probably the best-case scenario for a takeover just because you already know the group has money, um, and you already know, uh, like you, you kind of you have an idea of what they want to do off the bat with Stavely. You didn't really know what her plan was. You knew that she had connections and that she was interested in the club, but she, you didn't know what her actual plans were. With Kenyon, you kind of knew. You really didn't know much at all, if we're being honest, with Kenyon. And then turns out he didn't have any money. So this would be a group where you kind of know their model. You know how much money they'll have, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. Um, but like we said, and like the Chronicle said, it's just it's not a legitimate link yet. Um, it's just a, there's interest. Um, and Newcastle yeah. is the club that they've looked at. It's not like, oh, they're going to buy Newcastle next season. It'd be cool, but probably not. Yeah. Yeah, and moving on, uh, Matty Longstaff, Sh- Sean's brother, he is picking up some interest. He's had a pretty good season, and actually, I'm I'm kind of surprised. Um, now I'm not watching these matches live or anything, but I didn't think that he was that impressive. Just me, but um, when we had like, I mean, Lee Ryder apparently thinks 
that he's really good or just as good as as his brother as um mark douglas said on our pod that he thinks that lee Ryder thinks maddie longstaff is like the real deal and apparently a few other clubs do so um i'm glad that i'm wrong yeah and the clubs in question it'd be league two clubs so following a pretty normal uh development path for newcastle players which you know is it good is it bad who knows um, it's just how it is right now. Uh, Bradford City is is one, uh, probably because their uh, the form the, their current manager is the former Blackpool manager who uh, who brought in Sean Last Sean Longstaff on loan to Blackpool. So there you go. And then Swindon Town, which is a club I haven't really think I don't think Newcastle's lent out anyone to Swindon Town uh, as of recent. So that one's kind of a a random club, but the I think Bradford City is probably the club that if Maddie has a choice, he's going to go to because it's a familiar face um, who worked with his brother and was one of the reasons his brother had a successful loan season at Blackpool. So um, just to just to keep keep on the old radar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next thing is the BS meter. Let's, of course. Let's do it. So yeah, let's uh, go. We got a couple. We got a <laughs> got a couple. A uh, couple updates. So we brought up Luis Benito the last podcast. He's the left back. Luis um, Benito. Uh, yeah, uh, Luis Benito. <laughs> uh, he's he, um, he's currently playing um, in uh, at Young Boys, uh, and he is 27 years old. And he's a left back, and so there's um, there's been a couple clubs interested in him. And the last time we kind of put this as a large amount of BS, um, but I think the tone has changed now that we know that uh, he could be coming in on a free transfer. He hasn't re-signed with Young Boys, and uh, there's three clubs interested in him: Watford, Newcastle, and Inter Milan. And apparently, Newcastle are the front runners right now. Probably because they're going to offer him first team football, which is something that um, Watford and Inter can't really promise off the bat, but Newcastle kind of can. Um, with Paul Dummett almost, if we continue to run three in the back, Paul Dummett's essentially become a center back. And you could also argue that, you know, if you're bringing in another left back, you're kind of hopefully bringing in someone who's better than your best left back. That way you're bringing in, you know, you're, you're building depth. Uh, so. So yeah, uh, what are your thoughts on this now that we know it's a free transfer? Um, so I I can't remember what I said, what percentage I gave last time. Do you remember? Probably like sixty percent BS. Uh, yeah, sixty percent BS. So it's fifty five percent BS. No, I think it's gonna happen if if he's. Truly going to be a free agent. The only reason why... Go ahead. uh, The only reason why I'm I'm saying that is because, like, all right, from his choices, the other two clubs have a manager and they're looking to build. Like, so if it's something that's going to happen soon, like, it's not going to be us. It wouldn't happen soon. It'd be, like, none of this stuff technically is processed until June. So... It would be more of, and I would imagine if you're in the situation of being a free transfer, you're going to weigh your options and kind of wait for offers. I'm sure that those three clubs are not going to be the only three clubs going in for him um, because he played in the Champions League, he's a left back, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. 
He's obviously looking to leave. So I'd imagine mid-tier Spanish clubs are going to look at him. Mid-tier French clubs are going to Like, there's going to be clubs that are going to look at him. Um, and so I think that he'll probably wait to make a decision. Uh, maybe late middle to late June. And by then, Newcastle will have a manager. If it's Rafa, it's happening. But I do think this is something that Newcastle are probably pushing strongly for um, in terms of, like, is this going to happen? I think they want it to happen. Um, so if it doesn't happen, it's going to be on the player per se. Um, the other, the other, the new one we got is Daniel James, who is a Welsh winger, plays for Swansea, um, been absolutely tearing it up. Um, linked to a host of clubs right now, uh, including like Tottenham, Arsenal, Everton. Everyone seems to want to sign this guy. 19 years old, uh, young English talent or Welsh talent, really UK talent. I guess, would be the proper term. I don't know. But, yeah, thoughts? Well, no. What what country is he from? Well, he's Wales. He's from Wales. So, yeah, Welsh talent. Yeah, but I said English, then I said Welsh, and I was just wanted to make oh, it like oh, a... Oh. Like a over, English is not the, the right term to describe someone who lives in the UK. British, I guess, would be, right? Um, well, um... I think it is assuming the UK is connected, and um, I think if you're in the UK, you're British, and if you can be English or Welsh. Okay, yeah. As long as you understand that Ireland isn't in the UK. Yes, I know that. Okay. Yeah, who thought Ireland was in the UK? We weren't. Ireland's not even on the menu here. But with Brexit, you know, who knows? No one, because I, if, even if Brexit hacks, it happens. Ireland's not going to be. Um, no, I'm not talking about Ireland. I'm say, talking about like it would just be. It's just Welsh. Like he's going to play for the Welsh national team, so he's Welsh. We'll just do that. <laughs> yes, he's also before American. we go down a, uh, a rabbit hole. His second cousin is is from New York, so he's American. False. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, thoughts on it? BS meter. 79% BS. Okay. I'm going to go 60% BS. I think there's interest. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, it depends on the demeanor of the player. I don't really know that much about Daniel James, the person, and what he values. Um, but, I mean, you're moving up from championship to Premier League. I think you have to know in the back of your mind that you're probably not going to get first-team football anywhere. Um, so it depends on what he wants. If he wants to play for a club that's going to give him the best opportunity to potentially break into the first team, maybe chooses Newcastle. Um, essentially, the reason I, I'm most hesitant about this is not even who, we're, who who else he's linked with. It's more of just price. I mean, the the that's why I said British because the British player inflation. Just anyone who's from that region is just ridiculous in the prem. So. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I think it's going to be a, a price thing. I would be shocked if Newcastle sing, signed any English players this window, um, just for the sake of price. So yeah, there you have it. Elijah Newsom's, uh, thoughts on that. Um, so, okay. Let's see. Uh, next up we have Iose Perez. Um, so there's a couple, there's a couple new teams, interested in Isaac Press. First of all, um, shout out to him. 
there's a lot of rumblings uh, going around that Iose Perez could potentially get a Spain cap this summer. So that's interesting. Um, but uh, so there are a few clubs interested in Tyose and Tyose, Iose Perez. The latest is Inter Milan. Um, and apparently Inter Milan said that they're, they're claiming Inter uh, FC Internews.it, which it sounds like a blog, is claiming Inter Milan made first inquiries about Iose Perez two months ago. Um, but there's also a couple other teams that have been named Arsenal, Tottenham, and Napoli as well. I've heard Arsenal and Tottenham before. Napoli's a new one. Inter is obviously a new one. And apparently the fee that's been floating around is 25 million pounds, which signed me up. Oh, Atletico Madrid and Bayern Munich were also mentioned uh, in other various reports this week, according to Chronicle. Um, so just thoughts on, on any of those? Um, I don't know. Just like... Please be both worth or twenty million. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all those clubs can afford <laughs> north of twenty million pounds. So yeah, so just like let's just do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just yeah, go ahead. I mean, it's not like Celta Vigo is interested and they're like not going to shell out twenty million. Like all those clubs have money. Napoli, Inter, Arsenal, Tottenham. Like they all have money. I doubt Tottenham's actual. I mean, will Tottenham sign players? I don't know. Like they made this whole big deal about Tottenham. Like not signing players, and like everyone, all their fans are complaining, and boom, they're in the Champions League final. So yeah. I wonder if they'll yeah. sign any players in the summer. It's just like classic. It's a that, that would be a, a Mike Ashley esque move. Oh well, I mean, you say we need to upgrade, but we just made the Champions League final, so I don't know. I think we're good. And if they <laughs> win the Champions League, there's like no motivation. No, Mike Ashley soccer. would be like. Mike Mike Ashley's going to be like, oh well, Spurs didn't spend anything, and they made the Champions League final, so I don't see the issue here. Why should I spend yeah. more at Newcastle? Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> Ooh. yeah. Oh man! And then last right. but not least, we have Isaac Hayden, who uh, Newcastle have named a twenty million pound price tag for, uh, with Crystal Palace being an interested party. Another one. Mm, yes. Just get me over twenty mil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you sell Isaac Hayden for twenty million pounds, which, by the way, predicted by Elijah Newsom three or four months ago when we were talking about the form of Isaac Pratt, not, not Isaac, Isaac Hayden, and I was like, if he keeps playing like this, he's going for north of twenty million pounds because he's English and he's playing in the Premier League. It's just how it works. And lo and behold, Newcastle did the right thing and they've named a starting price that's twenty million pounds. Um, so make it happen. Uh, yeah, that's literally, we bought him for like 2 million pounds. <laughs> so good, good business, Mike. Good business. But yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. Let's go to where in the world. Okay. Um, so this one comes from the old relegated team, uh, 2015 relegated team. Uh, the player, um, I'll give you where they're from. Cause that makes it, makes it a little bit interesting. Uh, from... Willemstad Curacao and it's currently playing well playing for Leeds United but on loan to Eredivisie side Willem 2 or maybe it's Willem 2 hmm Vernon Anita yes yes how did did you know that well I know Vernon Anita was from Curacao not Curacao Curacao or whatever, okay. um, and I know he he's at Villam. How did you know he's at Villam? That's a really random thing to know. Well, he plays in the Dutch league. 
that, didn't he know that? Uh, didn't he leave Newcastle for them? He left Newcastle for Leeds. And what do you mean? He left Newcastle, and then he went to Leeds, made eighteen appearances for Leeds, and now he's on loan to Villam. Oh, yeah. Well, definitely Vernon Anita. <laughs> I knew he's from Curacao, so that got me. Something. Yeah. Another Ajax player. <laughs> Newcastle and that relegated team had like two or three Ajax players. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, CM Dion going to the MLS maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Really? <laughs> yeah, I saw that today. Oh, goodness me. who? What What idiot club did that? Or I hope it's Orlando City. No, I think it's the agent just saying that he's interested. Oh, good. I mean, I Orlando City, sign him up. You heard me. Yeah. If there's any Orlando <laughs> City executives listening to this, Sam DeYoung would be perfect next to Nani in your midfield. Oh, man, he would be wonderful. Shout Let's... out to Atlanta United for looking good again. Good job, us. All right. Um, let's talk about good job, Newcastle, but right after this break. All right. We're here. It's the last preview of the season. Newcastle. <laughs> At Fulham, Craven Cottage, Sunday, same time. Here we are. Now, let's talk about the last match first. It was a doozy in the fact that it was extremely boring. It ended 0-0. Newcastle had zero shots on target to Fulham's two. We had a little bit more possession. Um, The best players for Newcastle were Fabian Scher. And Jamal LaSalle's. Um, and the best players for Fulham. And this is all according to um, who scored. Um, the best players for Fulham were Cyrus Christie, Alfie Mawson, and Callum Chambers. Uh, our third best player was... I said I said Fabian Chair, LaSalle's, and Dummett. So yeah, <laughs> so you don't want your three best players to be defenders when you're playing against Fulham. But um, that's what happened. Do you have anything to say on this game? I honestly, I don't even remember it, to be fair. Uh, Mitrovic didn't look good. I remember that. Uh, yeah. Mitro got a 6.66 rating. He had two shots, one on target. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. That's, so let's that's move to... Injury, what? That's all you need. Yeah. Um, let's move to injuries and lineup. So on the on Fulham side, Marcus Bettinelli, Lazar Markovic, and Timothy, Timothy Fosu-Mensa are all out for Fulham. Um, Dennis Adoy should be playing in some capacity. And uh, it, I guess some people are saying that they're to, – to, it looks like it might be the same 11 that started in the 1-0 loss to, to Wolves last match. On Newcastle's side, um, Cher came off late. Um, he'll be assessed, but I you know, I don't know if you want to risk it or not. Um, Longstaff, Lejeune, Almiron, and Yedlin definitely out. Uh, and then... Are you sure about Lejeune? That's all I got. You saw You're him up, kicking Elijah. those balls the other day? I don't know. He could be yeah, back. He might. He might be ready. That dude is literally. I think he's like. <laughs> he's 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 like part Kryptonian. Like there's just no way. Like he had the surgery like a month ago, and he's just like 
Not even. I feel like, yeah, I think he had the surgery a month ago or something like that. And I don't, I, he just still, I don't know how he's doing this. He's like up and rehabbing like crazy. Um, so yeah, I guess my projected lineup, um, let's see. Uh, we'll go Richie and Minkio, obviously. Um, Dubrovkin goal. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Lascelles, we'll do that. Um, I don't know, Cher and Dummett. I think Cher is fine. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think in knowing Cher, he's gonna want to play. So let the kids play. Uh, he's a, he's a man actually. He's a grown man. Um, Cher is probably gonna want to play. Um, Midfield's gonna stay the same. Would be shocked if it's not Hayden and Key. Uh, and then we'll get a little Atsu Rondon Perez action up top as our front three. Um, but we did talk about Jamie Sterry earlier in the pod. I tipped off that he could be a potential bench player because um, last time on Liverpool, when we played Liverpool, Brecca was named to the bench and um, obviously didn't make an appearance. But in the unfortunate case of Mankio going down, Newcastle have a couple of options, but the best option would be to just plug in another right back against a side you're not really worried about in terms of Fulham and really losing or winning this match has no ramifications on the season. Why not play the only true right back left at Newcastle right now, Jamie Sterry? Put him on the bench. Uh, so I, it's kind of bittersweet, but so this is where I wanted to bring that up. Um, usually, last game of the season, you want to you want to bring on players like. That have performed well, so it'd been really cool to even to have like Sorensen on the bench, play him for ten minutes, Starry come in, maybe Matty Longstaff even. But the, literally the next day is their game for promotion. Is, mm. there, is there one game playoff the next day? So it, I was like, I when I read your article, I was like, oh yeah, that's a really good idea. Like you could get, you can even get a few players, just the guys that deserve it, and maybe even name like Nathan Harker to the bench. No. Had a great season as a goalie for for the U twenty threes, but I think I think you got to try to get them promoted. So I think Bereka will be starting here. Starting? And there, I mean, not starting. Uh, sorry, will be on the bench over Starry. That's uh, true. Just because like Starry's a regular for the U twenty threes, and they 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 just need him on Monday. And if anything were to happen, they'd be screwed because obviously yeah. the club wants them promoted. Um, and that gives us more of a draw for any youth prospects if we're in the top division. Well, okay. Do we get a, a money bonus if we get promoted? Uh, I don't know that. Quite. I don't know the answer to that question. But I know. For, then don't as far do it. As, uh... It's not worth it. It's not worth <laughs> it. Not in the eyes of Mike. Okay. Yeah. Mike says no money. <laughs> There's no money bonus. Count me out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't think anyone knew that besides you, Greg. To be fair, I don't think it was announced the date. Until because I saw the Chronicle post about the date of that today, so I didn't I didn't know if the date had been confirmed for that that final so, for the final. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, that's I'm I'm here for that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You're here for the final, or here for giving youngsters a chance, or both. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes is the answer. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my lineup. Nothing's going to change. Um, like you said, it would be cool to see some of the younger players play, um, maybe rotate the side a bit, but like, 
I don't even know if it's worth rotating this side. Like, why would I don't want to? I don't want to give Kennedy another game. I don't want to give Barreca a game. Um, sure, let Diame and Shelby play. That would be a a shake up. Give Diame a farewell. I guess I don't know. Um, he's definitely not staying with Newcastle yeah. next season. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't know what else you anyone would want. I mean, like. There's no reason, especially because like it's not like Newcastle have young players they need to rotate in that are not in the academy. If that makes sense, like there's not there's not a young winger who's been an impact sub. And all of our players who've played for the majority, especially the second half of the season, have been over the age of like 23, 24. So um, they're yeah. probably going to be back next year. Um, well, some of them will be back next year. Um, and playing similar roles. So, yeah, it's probably going to be the same team. Um, the only surprise would be getting Shelby a start. Um, interesting. I wonder if he'll stay uh, this season. Who knows? But anyway, let's uh, let's move on to what we need to do to win. What is this segment about? Uh, so, to win, uh, I think it's you play like we did against Liverpool, and we'll win 5-0. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Simple. Like, if you keep it open against them... So it's funny, actually, Fulham's manager said that we have better players than them. Uh, they, he said, like, we have better players than they do. Than they do. Like, they got lucky enough to get a few draws where we got losses. Um, and we really are good enough to be in their position, and they're good enough to be in ours. And I was like, oh, so we are good enough to get draws. Isn't that, like, the point of, like, you're supposed to be good enough to get points, and, and Fulham weren't, and we were. So, I would love I to think, see Fulham's record against the top six. Just, I'd <laughs> love to see it. I'd yeah. love to see their How goal difference. How many wins did Fulham have against Man City this year? Um, yeah, their goal difference is minus 43. Newcastle's goal difference is minus 10. <laughs> yeah. So we start by that. <laughs> we have a 33 better goal difference than them. Um, and it's not a small sample size either. It's an it's, entire season yeah, see, it's minus a, one game. Yeah, it's thirty-five <laughs> games. So uh, thirty-seven. Oh, thirty-seven. Oh wait. Oh, there's thirty-eight games. That right? was, I think there, there was, that was very MLS of you. Yeah, that was MLS of you. Yeah. Oh shame, shame. MLS. Elijah. That was MLS. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um. So so the sample size is definitely there and. Uh, Dude, some clearly. nerve to say that as well. Just yeah. Like that's... well, I I, I like. Like adamantly disagree with that statement. And I think if Newcastle plays an open game, if Fulham wasn't come out and play them, then it's going to be a massacre. I, th- I do think that. I yeah. don't think that Fulham will come out and play them either. Um, Fulham will be a little bit more carefree because they, they've won three out of four um, yeah. since they've been relegated. I so mean, we... they're going to play more carefree, but I think it's going to be more of a second half game. Yeah, and um, to be fair, when you get those re- weird results by relegated teams on uh... – on, on at the end of the season, it's usually because the other team, uh, or any honestly any mid table or low table team, it's usually because the other team's not playing. Like the other team that they're playing is playing with some sort of pressure. Like we beat Chelsea three 0 last season, um, because and I've, largely Chelsea felt a lot of pressure um, going to that match because they were playing for a Champions League spot. Same with when we were playing Tottenham during a relegated season, we beat them 5-1. Like, they were playing for something. They had all the nerves and stuff, all the pressure in their head. Now you're just placing a Newcastle team in a similar situation as you, where, like, this is the last game of the season. Players are trying to, you know, make a good impression on Rafa before he leaves or honor him on his way out. Who knows what, you know, what what that situation is. And 
they're just trying to go out there, have fun, score some goals. And if you're going to play yeah. a game like that, uh, it would be hard to see Newcastle lose that match. It would be hard to see Rondon not get a brace. Oh, did I just drop a prediction? Oh, oh I, yes, I did. Um, anyway. Love it. We'll, we'll get into some stats before we dive headfirst in the predictions. Mm, and me your statistics in. go as Fulham have won six home matches against Newcastle. They've won their last six home matches against Newcastle. There's six straight home wins against us for Fulham. Um, so that's, that's going to have to end, in my opinion. Um, Newcastle haven't won in nine of the last ten away matches. Um, so you have 538, which does the predictions, and they are saying that it is going to be a draw. They say Newcastle have a 36% chance to win. Fulham has a 36% chance to win and a 28% chance to draw. <laughs> like, we have both of the same percentage chance to win. Um, yeah. So, that leaves us to predictions. And Elijah, mm. I'll go first here because now I'm very intrigued to see yours. So, you have Fulham who, who wants to go out on a high. They're getting relegated. It's confirmed. Um, not playing with pressure. Won three of the last four, as I mentioned. Um, Newcastle just recently had a three-match unbeaten run, and that came to an end, but it was a, like, a really good match against Liverpool. Um, won only one of our last ten away, and lost the last six trips to Craven Cottage. But Fulham's last three games have ended in one nothing. Fulham are, are doing well, but they're also like just scoring one goal. So here we are. Greg Troxell's final prediction of the 2018-19 season. Newcastle 3, Fulham 1. We win. Elijah, you're up. 5-0. Book it. Rondon, Brace, Perez, goal. <laughs> Atsu, goal. And let's get a Shelby goal in there as well. Wow. Yeah, book it. 5-0. Yeah. I'm serious. Just... If you're a book, betting man, book it, ladies and throw gentlemen. a fiver on 5 nil Newcastle. Guarantee you win money. Guarantee. I'm going to do that. I'll do it. Okay, do it. You won't. I dare I'll, you. I'll do it. Yeah. This I'm going to call you, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to do it. Good. You live in Vegas. Go ahead. Do it. Five bucks. Yeah. Ladies, Let's go. if you're ever trying to get a guy to do something, just dare him. Like, yeah, no guy can so resist true. a dare. That's so true. Like that's how peer pressure and alcoholism works. Yeah, just like um, if you want your man to do the, I dare you to do the dishes. You won't. You won't. Just call him pussy. Be like, oh, pussy. You won't <laughs> do the dishes. Dare you? And then like I have to do it. Have to prove it wrong. Yeah, so true. It's one hundred percent true. Um, we did one. One last thing. We did look at the table. Um, Fulham's in nineteenth. In case you were unaware, we're in fourteenth. Uh, the only, the only way we could gain ground, we can't. Oh, no, we can lose ground. Um, we can drop to 15th. Burnley can pass us, but they have to beat Arsenal uh, in order to do so. We have a two-point lead on Burnley, and we're three points behind Burnmouth and have a better goal difference. So if they lose to Crystal Palace and we beat Fulham, then we'll move up to 13th. So that's that's really the only movement that could happen. Fulham, no matter what, they're 19th. Can't move up or down. Um, all right, so we have one question but we're going to do that right after this 
Elijah, mm. it's our last preview pod question segment. Okay, you're acting you. like we won't do this next year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's our last preview pod question segment this year. Okay. Or this season. Well, this, this season. season. Yeah. We'll see you in a couple months. Yeah, like in like four days. It's like the shortest offseason ever. Yeah. Um, okay, so the question is from, you guessed it, Elijah. The official. No. Oh. It wasn't from me. Yeah. Never mind. It wasn't. Okay. Breaking news. Mm. Um, the official questionnaire of CHN Radio, Trevor Mooney, at Trevor Mooney 12, and he said, would you rather be craven cottage cheese 24-7 and not be able to eat any, or... Go into a 50-50 challenge with Mitro. Wait, repeat, repeat, repeat. Would you rather be craving cottage cheese 24-7 and not be able to eat any, or go into a 50-50 challenge with Mitro? Um, dude, that's weird. I hate cottage cheese. You'd be craving it. Yeah, I, I got the pun. You don't have to keep saying it. <laughs> no, I just love it. I just love it. Um, that's all. I- God. That's all. Cottage cheese a is literally. I think it's like the most useless invention ever created. Why would you want to eat that? It looks disgusting. It smells disgusting. It tastes disgusting. Like I don't know how anyone in their right mind could wake up one morning and say, "I want some cottage cheese." And then better yet, I want There's some a lot cottage cheese with fruit in it for breakfast. Get out of here. You deserve to like, 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 like suffocate in a vat of pot- cottage cheese and live. But just, like, suffocate in it for a bit and then live. Because cottage cheese is disgusting. Maybe, you know what? Not cottage cheese. Velveeta. Because because they like cottage cheese. So I'm assuming cottage cheese people don't like Velveeta shells. So Okay, so the question. Yeah, the question is 50-50 of Mitra. I'd never bring myself to eat any sort of cottage cheese. I don't care if I'm craving it or not. Um, I would never put myself in a situation where I'm craving it. Uh, because that's gross. Um... So, what if I changed the question and said, "Craving cottage cheese twenty four seven, and you can't have it," or you go, you have to go into a challenge with Metro, and your leg gets broken? I'm still taking the Metro thing. My answer? Yeah. Me too. Yeah, dude, cottage <laughs> cheese is so gross. Well, no, I I don't mind cottage cheese, but that would be like mental torture to crave cottage cheese for twenty four seven. Or say it's anything, crave steaks for 24-7 and I can't eat them. Yeah, that's what? fair. That's like a mental battle right well, there. Well, that's how, that's I'm how Chris McGlynn I'm not ready is. to live that life. Chris McGlynn, he, he's he's a gluten intolerant. Shout out to Chris McGlynn, former writer, CHN. Yeah, but I'm sure you don't crave things 24-7 because you know it will make you really sick. He ate bread. Like the- he used to eat a lot of it, and now he can't. Well, yeah. But I can't imagine you... Well, I, I wouldn't know, but... We'll ask him. I'm just saying, like, if you know it could, like, really mess you up, like, do you crave it? I bet cottage cheese could mess me up. (laughs) Guarantee it. Book it. (laughs) Throw a fiver on it. Will will Elijah, like, puke or poop from cottage cheese? Fiver. It's probably both. Well, Elijah, besides anything cottage cheese related, do you have anything else that you'd like to, to say before we close out our last preview pod of this season segment ever yeah newcastle should buy ruben loftus cheek what's he been up to 
What does he do? Does he, does he right. still play for Chelsea? Like, get, get this man out of there. Yeah. Well, we also wanted Charlie Austin for all those years. Yeah. Well, um, rip. Okay, so that concludes episode 62 of CHN Radio. Actually, we Elijah and I have not talked about this at all, mm. but we are going to eventually talk about this. But we're going to do, be doing a review pod obviously mm. and then we're going to do a season ending pod and then stay tuned because we're going to do some type type of like google sheets form where we're going to post it and get your feedback what you want to see more of what guests you would like to see on the podcast we'd really appreciate if you guys took the time we'll make it short so it'll be like take two minutes to do but um it would be really appreciative of us if y'all would fill this out because it gives us an idea of, of where our listeners want this pod to go and, you, and the option will not be to go away uh, or stay. Oh, stay. you know what? Actually, Greg, um, I don't agree with that. Let's make a make it completely a dictatorship. We just make all the decisions and don't involve the fans. I like that plan better. <laughs> or or that. Yeah. So you'll know in like a week what decision we chose. Um, so thank you guys for listening. Please like, Fabian, share. Fabian, subscribe to our podcast, and then Fabian, rate us five stars. I'm your host, Greg Troxel. He's your host, Fabian Elijah Newsom. And that is Lake Races. Away, the last. When we got the weed put on the way, we went again. But them that had the noses broke, they came back all again. Some went to the dispensary and some to Dr. Gibbs's and some to the infirmary to mend the broken ribs. Sing a song and I sang the Paddy Fagan. I danced the jig and swung me twig the day I went to bleeding. Oh, no, 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 no.